Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying, tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. What's happening, Dwight? What is going on, my, my brother from another mother? I kind of come around there and I snuck up on the microphone like it was going to run away from me when I said anything to it. It's like, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to Love Notes. <laughs> love Notes? Nuts or notes? N- notes. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to, welcome to Love Nuts. <laughs> this is Love Nuts with Jim and Dwight. Uh, I'm Jay, your 18 rigger, who's loving your life, whether you know it or not. You hop in the back, baby. Whoa, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I thought I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. That's that was, hilarious. That was right on time, too. Oh, my God. You couldn't have gotten any better than that. Because I was going to make a comment about, about a trailer park, and then that shotgun <laughs> sound. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Anytime I get a text message, it sounds like a shotgun <laughs> racking on my phone. Oh. I'm Billy Bob the Trucker. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it was awesome. Great timing. <laughs> Oh, our our listeners God. are like, what did we tune into? Oh my God. That, yeah, they've already clicked. To, they went on to the next podcast by yeah, now. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yeah, I know. I know. Welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room. The madness that's going on between me and my friend Dwight here um, happens once a week every Friday when a new podcast episode drops down. Thank you for tuning in. While you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That's right. What's your name? Oh, Love Notes. That's what I was trying to think of. Delilah. Delilah Love Notes, where yes. all the little love sick people call in all the time. Uh, this is not that show. And Let do not you. call in. Well, you can try. I mean, we're not going to answer. Uh, numbers. Is it? Pu- well, maybe mine is. Uh, mine's not published. I got to double check that website. Uh, Jim's number. I'm not saying what website. You want to call in is. Uh, You've been warned about the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to call into this show, uh, we're not going to be like Delilah. Just saying. Okay. We're going to tell you to shut yeah. up, move on with your life, grow up. Yeah, maybe it is Love Nuts then. <laughs> <laughs> From the trailer park with shotguns. That's it, baby. Oh, well. Well, you know, this week we had a very interesting Wednesdays with Jim. We did? What What? what was that again? Wednesdays with Jim. You know, the so popular uh, uh, internet Sensation? commentary conversation show ah, yes. that is now simulcast. That's we, a big word. It is a big word. It's hard for he'll be like me to get that out. I gotta slow down. It's the Wednesdays with Jim simulcast. Ooh, we have simulcast. moved up in the world. <laughs> My beans ain't burning on the grill now. <laughs> That's right. You're moving on up. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we're going across different uh, levels, different platforms of social media. We're on uh, uh, live. Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I'm twitching right now. I know. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing on Twitch. It's all a bunch of gamers and stuff, but there's a lot of folks on Twitch uh, doing live feeds. So They all need to hear the good words you have to say. So. Well, we had a, had a good showing. People really found out. It's funny, all those people who left Facebook uh, because of their communist tyrant, mm-hmm. socialist type uh, attitude and maneuvers, um, are now looking at me on uh, different uh, platforms and reigniting uh, those old friendships with all the folks who 
tune in every week. And uh, man, we covered some we covered some good topics this week. Do you know where I rediscovered you tonight? Oh my goodness, that sounded so weird. It did, but I mean this Love sincerely. Notes. Where did you rediscover your long lost soulmate? Well, well, James. <laughs> um, James, yeah. am I in trouble? Where's my yeah, mom? Yeah. <laughs> James, yes, I saw you on my sixty-five inch TV. Ooh, and man, you were larger than life. I am off the sixty-five inch <laughs> TV too. <laughs> That's so wrong. It was no, but I, I put am. YouTube up on my on my sixty-five inch uh, TV. Yeah, and uh, you just there like you were sixty-five inch TV. I do because it's kind of cool. But there you were, and 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 you were awesome. And you know, usually I have to, as I told you before, I have to um, connect my iPhone to Apple TV to my TV, and it works. Yeah, it's all done through you know through Facebook, but you know it just doesn't look good. It's not it's not always in high definition. This, yeah, this was. Well, you know, I've got several, for people who do have my phone number, for people who do know how to contact me through some of my more private social... 8675309. Me and Jenny. Um, my wife is like, who the hell's Jenny? Uh, <laughs> we'll call that number, you'll find out. Um, no, uh, I had, uh, for people who do have my some of my private contact information, I got a bunch of pictures tonight where people were sitting back watching me on television. It was kind of mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Kind of yeah. crazy. It was, it was neat. My wife walked in the door. I'm like... Lydia, look at the TV. It's Jim. She's Granny, like, Where? no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kids, look away. Yeah, that's an old Chappelle reference. You go back and look it up. Yeah, I, um, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll show you later. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah. it, it was really cool to see on TV. It, you know, yeah. it was it was it was a good experience. Yeah. Uh, it it actually ran a lot smoother than I thought. Usually, your first time out on a new mm-hmm. new format, new medium, stuff like that. It um, you know you have some glitches, you have some issues, you have some problems, and I think we worked everything out beforehand and. Uh, yeah. It was uh, quite smooth, and uh, let me tell you, I was quite handsome on your 65-inch TV. You did look good. Uh, I have to admit that. Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, you know. I, I am comfortable in my toxic masculinity to say. Toxic, that's what we need that, to talk about tonight, too. Yeah, we do. Good old we toxic do. masculinity. But no, you, you, looked, you looked really good on that screen, and the graphics you had were fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's fun, uh, actually. The, the last one, we hit the in caps, yeah. the Jim Wood. That's I'm like, right. Lydia, look, 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 what? Said, look at the screen, it's cool. <laughs> Your wife looked at you and she goes, you're really in love with him, aren't you? It's a man crush. Oh, well. But I am comfortable in my toxic masculinity, good. okay? I'm comfortable in your toxic masculinity, too. Yeah, I've, I've got you know, nothing, nothing bad is going going on over here no, no no not at all um but that was pretty neat what you did and i'm i'm proud of you i think it went very well tonight up. and but I, I did tell you you almost gave me a heart attack earlier because uh-huh. um you know about an hour or so before your show <laughs> you decided in your infinite wisdom to do a test of your uh, your new newfangled well, software we were trying to iron out the kinks that's all and that makes sense but i just got home from a trip and i'm sitting down my lazy boy and all of a sudden i get on facebook and i see a thing saying the jim wood went live 59 minutes ago. I'm like, <laughs> crap. Did I miss it? I'm like, hitting, like where Did is I it? I have a stroke? I'm looking at the time. I'm like, I know I just came back from like Nashville, but it's only an hour difference. I know yeah. I didn't miss something. Yeah. And I uh, went back and look, looked at it. And of course, it was you just saying, this is a test. Yeah. You know, and, and get your dinner and, you know, tune yeah. back in at eight o'clock. Yeah. Our, so. uh, my executive producer, John Henry, would have kicked my butt if we had come on and, and had, uh, you know, some obvious failures mm-hmm. on the first run. So. Are we giving him an EP credit now? Uh, you know, uh, he's worked hard, and I'm hoping it'll inspire him to take the damn job. Yeah, take the job. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Call him now. Yeah. Say yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't want to disappoint Especially okay. my executive producer, so you know okay. he's he works hard. So you need rolling credits at the end, though. You know, there's a, you know we can. Um, uh, 
let's just take one step at a time first. So next week we'll have rolling credits. We good, may, maybe. Good. Well, this maybe. this segment sponsored by the Liberty See, Room. Sponsors. That's the next thing. You know. Well, you have one. The Liberty Room with Jim I and Dwight. I do. But yeah. I told you, you know, since I am 50% of the Liberty Room, yes, um, I can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty expensive. Because, <laughs> you know, Wizzy's with Jim's been around a little bit longer than the Liberty Room. and uh, True. You know, it's a little more established. That your advertising compensatory rates have to have gone up quite a bit. And yeah. I, I understand what Rush used to talk about. You know, we charge the high rates. Why? Well, because we earn them. And you're worth it. We're worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm trying to expand some of our operations. Yeah. Our, our listener base, in other yeah. words. Yeah. You know, I just came back from Nashville and I got to I got to say something really cool for a second. I had a, I ran into a friend of mine in Nashville while I was there. Yeah. His name is Bob. And Bob, I know you're listening to the podcast. You so told me about Bob. I have, Bob sounds yeah. like a hell of a guy. Bob is an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, trying to Hi, ex- Bob. I'm trying to expand our listener base here and I introduced him again back to our, he, he listened to our podcast in the past, in the past when we first started it. Yes. And uh, he found it again and I introduced him to Wednesdays with Jim. I said, Hey, oh. you need to go to YouTube <laughs> and find Wednesdays with Jim. Uh, yeah. He's in Jim's life right now. Like go <laughs> listen to it. So Bob, I hope you had a chance to listen to Jim tonight and now you're listening to us again, but uh, I, I, I enjoy our friendship, my friend. And, Please keep listening to our, our podcast. Spread and, the word. Yes. Tell tell all of your friends. Spread the word. Yeah. Don't so, make me come to Nashville. Actually, it might not be a bad deal for you to go to Nashville. We could record Nashville, in actually. Nashville I at a studio. What, what do you think we're doing here? No, but like at a like a, a famous. Well, it can't be Ernest Tubbs Record Shop because they're tearing that down. I have no idea who that is or what that is. Ernest Tubbs Record Shop is a very one of the more famous buildings in Nashville. It's been there since the 50s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Ernest Tubb, one of the fathers of country music. I mean, you know, just it is one of those historic staples that, uh, you know, corporate America has decided that uh, they need some sort of, you know, shopping mall there now. Yeah. Bob, if you're listening, go to downtown Nashville <laughs> and tell them to stop. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe we need to just take a go down there and, and start raising a fuss and try to save Ernest Tubbs. Yeah. You know, well, we, we, we got Bob down there. Bob, well, you are deputized. You're deputized by the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Now go down there and tell them to stop and yeah. preserve it. That's it. Bob just stopped listening to the Liberty Room. He's, He's like, done. click, He's done. unsubscribe. I'm sorry, Bob. On behalf of Dwight, I, I, I apologize. And Lord, please bless the little pygmy. He's got a new <laughs> All right, Bob, I guess I'll see you next month when I come back down. <laughs> Properly stolen from Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, man. Anyway, so there's a lot in the news to talk about this week. Yes, I mean, there is. Uh, where do you start? The uh, oh, I know. Oh, oh, you've got a suggestion because I, I've, I've a got suggestion. a whole list over here. I think we should start with uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson, KBJ, KBJ, not not LBJ like LeBron yeah. James, but mm. KBJ. Why do you have to bring up his name? Because L and K are pretty close, and it's yeah. like LBJ, KBJ. I mean, it's no, no, okay, no. Please continue then. No. Because then we'll get into the goat conversation, and we all know Michael Jordan is the goat. And that's Amen. Of say. I wasn't even going to say that, KBJ but now, is now, like, that you, now that you've mentioned it. KBJ is like those old radio disc jockeys. Welcome to KBJ, <laughs> spinning wax and stacks for here to midnight. Yeah, that's exactly what she sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so KBJ, um, well, you know, the first thing that jumps out of my mind is, well, what was it uh, uh, to when, um, um, oh my God, what was her name? Uh, Marsha Blackburn mm-hmm. asked her the definition um, of what a woman is, of what a, a definition of the word of a woman. And she couldn't, yeah. she couldn't come up with it. And that was one of the things I covered this, this week on uh, 
on uh, Wednesdays with Jim was the, um, you know, I'm just a dumb old hillbilly from Southwest Virginia. You know, I've I've lived a life of adventure. I've tried to. Uh, I went out and got myself a little bit of edumacation. And to me, if somebody asked me what a woman was, it may not be the exact definition, but Jack Colley from 10th grade biology class might be awful proud that I said that it was the female version of our species who is capable of producing an egg when, when, when mixed with the sperm of the male version of our species can carry a child to term, which is nine months or actually 10 months, you know, mm-hmm. and give birth biologically to another, spe- another gender of our species. That's a very long explanation. Yeah, but, I mean, doesn't it cover kind of the definition of what a woman was? I have a more simple definition. Um, what was that? Woman's got a vagina. Men's got a penis. Any questions? Yeah, no, no questions. I All figured right. that out a long time ago. Jack Colley was a hell of a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if somebody like me can go, okay, this is the definition of one of the two genders. Mm-hmm. Let me reiterate, two genders. Wait, not 165 like Facebook says? I don't says? know. Well, that's part of the reason why a lot of people's leaving Facebook now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so one of the two genders that are biologically... Uh, um, Known to most of the species, some are asexual, mm-hmm. um, uh, on this planet, um, then that makes me more qualified to be a Supreme Court justice than KBJ. But you ain't black. And I'm not a female. Apparently, you're not. I'm, I'm, you look very toxic masculine to me. Well, you damn right I am. <laughs> it's, just, it's just oozing out of you, man. You know, I mean, we've had the conversation on here before about the words that you're not supposed to use because, yes. you know, automatically nobody knows how to use it in a mature adult conversation. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I grasp onto and I embrace those two words together, toxic masculinity. Usually toxic's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if this tox, if this masculinity is a toxin to the woke culture, then I love being toxic and I love being masculine. So I'm going to own it from here on out. I am toxic masculinity. I want a poster made of me. You are like the very embodiment of it. <laughs> I mean, when they, when we say toxic masculinity, the first we think of is oh, the Jim Wood. That's who I think of. Yeah, well, it is a bit of a man crush, isn't it? It is. Oh, I have to goodness. admit it. <laughs> No wonder your wife looks at me funny from time to time. I wish Dwight would look at me like that. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to comment because it's going to come out so wrong. Yeah, there's no winning in that conversation. No, look, when everyone got home tonight, when you're doing your Wednesday show, yes, um, they, they walk in the door and they're all like, yes. hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, honey. And, okay, hi, everybody. I'm watching Jim right now. And the first thing my kids go is, are you going to Jim's house tonight to record? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, they're so excited. I'm going to your house to record. <laughs> my wife's just like... Oh, okay. I figured you were going over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's, we See? do this. I mean, weekly, I have to get, I have to get my, 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 my toxic masculinity from Jim. I gotta, <laughs> it, you know, I learned from that. See, I, I did a, a, a and I, I'm going to tag on to that a little bit and we'll, we'll finish our point here. Yes. I did a gun class, a concealed carry class for a wonderful group of people this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Sunday, as a matter of fact. Um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, some folks at, uh, I want to say it's Skyline Christian Church. Okay. Skyline Church. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure the correct name of it. Uh, forgive me. Uh, but they're just the nicest people. The pastor and his wife are, are, very, are awesome. Um, we're following up on more gun classes. Uh, you know, we were, uh, um, we were the, I, was, I was there for most of the day. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and um, they had food there, right? They did. They bought me Jersey Mike's. That's why you were there. Was that what how yeah, I was there? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Anyway, um, so when that made me lose my point of what I was talking about now. You're at the church teaching guns. Yeah, but what? what uh, Toxic masculinity. Mm, I'll come back to it in a minute. Okay. I totally blew that because I had a really good point to make. It's my fault. I'm sorry. It is. I, I distracted you. <sighs> I, I'll work on work on that. <clears throat> but um, anyway. When, but you know, my wife kind of understands that when I come over here, this is my, this is this is man time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and I I like the man time I get because you know in my house you know we got a, <laughs> we got a bunch of girls and yeah uh, and I got my son which is good you know yeah. but uh, he's busy playing games and you know I come over here and yeah you get some guy time I get my guy time everybody needs guy time that's right we, we yeah. talk we talk about Putin girls need about, girl time yeah so there's no you know guys need guy time that's fine. Oh my goodness! I, I, I totally blew that. I, I had a really good point to make. Well, just the same. I just want to make sure that you know everybody up at uh, let's see what is it? Uh, yeah, Skyline Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says Skyline Church. That's what I've got. Okay. Um, awesome people. Awesome people. Oh, I'm sure. Very nice people. But I, but I totally blew what my point was about them. Well, you're going up there. There's a great stories. A very positive story about them. And here I'm sure I am it was. losing my. More coffee. After we sign off the air tonight, I will remember. Yes. Yeah, that's when it happened. At three o'clock in the morning, Blake Twyla. I just remember well, I was going to yeah. tell Dwight in the podcast. Yeah. Or as we're signing off, I'll remember. And, yeah. you know, anyway. So everyone at the very end of the podcast, and when Hang music tight. ends, just wait. Because there may tight. be a preview <laughs> of the be... next one based on what Jim remembers. <laughs> there may be a PS. See, we are so <laughs> off the rails. Anyway, back it's my to. Fault. I'm sorry. John Henry, I know <laughs> I did it again, but take the job. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, you know, when it comes down to the, the role of, of man and woman, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely there it, it's, it boggles my mind, um, uh, where we're at in this world that, uh, what would you say? 167 genders. Yeah. Something like that. So we've got a person who is, um, going to, I mean, I, honestly, I, I told everybody on the show this week, I don't care. I don't care about KBJ. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we don't have the votes. It's going to be a, a, a double lightning strike on a dime that somebody steps up and actually says no, and she does not get confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't that be something? Oh, my God. You talk the talking heads and the rest of the media will lose their freaking mind. Oh, well, they'll be called racist. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah, oh, they're, they're denying the first black female. Well, we think she, well, here, we think she's female. Well, we don't, we don't know, know because 100%. we can't define what a woman is, apparently. Maybe we should ask Joe Biden. Look, if your <laughs> can't doesn't even know what gender that... Women are. I mean, <laughs> if if Joe walks in a room and he goes over and sniffs her, that makes her a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the test, the sniff test. <laughs> if Joe sniffs you, you're a female. Yeah, have a taste of that toxic masculinity. <laughs> he doesn't sniff you, you're a man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my ha, goodness. Has Joe sniffed you recently? Absolutely not. Well, then you are a man. You got that shit. Welcome right. to the club. <laughs> Card carrying. No, they, uh, um, yeah, so I will say, though, that the difference between the confirmation of KBJ, even though I really don't care because I know she's going to get confirmed, um, what snippets of it I've seen, what I've watched, the difference between her being confirmed and Brett Kavanaugh being confirmed, or uh, Amy, uh, what's her name? Amy Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. Um, between the way those two were treated versus how she's been treated is, oh my God, night and day difference. 
Yeah, when, when Senator, was it uh, Whitehouse, came out and said, look, you can relax in this line yeah. of questioning because I, I got your back here. And yeah. I'm going to go after the Republicans on this one. No. Yeah. That's not what happened to our candidates. Mm-mm. They tore our candidates a new one over false allegations. They and, couldn't, stuff they couldn't even prove. And a lot of that was payback for Merrick Garland, too. Sure, it was. You know, but was the way they went after these people to the point where they drug their families into it. Yeah uncalled for this, you know, they, they, they talk about the, um, you know, just, just like they talked about the uh, Congresswoman from, uh, from Colorado who yelled out during the state of the, whatever, That's you right. know, uh, they get Lauren Boebert. Lo- yeah. Lauren Boebert. They get offended by her yelling out the 13 lives in Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, they're so, 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 you know, bitch hurt about it. They're mm-hmm. so broken by, uh, by what she said but go back and look at what Kamala Harris and some of these other people put Brett Kavanaugh through and his family through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what they obviously put that woman who they propped up mm-hmm. and took advantage of her mental health issues, you know, to, to try to make their case. Uh, it was just un, uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled it, for. To me, family should never be brought into the mix unless there is a legitimate relevancy. Like in the case of, <clears throat> excuse me, Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. Ooh. Okay, because there are some direct <laughs> correlations between, between Hunter Biden's activities and Joe Biden's activities. Now we're finding out that Joe Biden was actually in charge of Hunter's finances. How about that? Okay, so there is a direct correlation. Yes, you can. But remember when Trump ran? They dragged Barron yep. into it. Oh, yes, they How did. How do you drag a 12-year-old kid who yeah. has absolutely no history? It, there's no reason. He's done Nothing. Nothing. He's just being a kid. He he has no control over what his dad does even, even in the Melania. real estate world or the political world. Yeah, even Melania. Yeah, why are you bringing her in? Yes, she might have been a risque dancer at some point, some some point in the past. Was that to do with Trump running for president? So you saw uh, the settlement of the Stormy Daniels appeal. Speaking of Donald Trump, I've heard something. Oh about my God! It. Such justice somewhere. There is justice in this world. Because okay. apparently the ninth, ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the most liberal Circuit Court of Appeals, It too. used to be. Yeah. Used to Until be. Trump changed Until it. Until Trump yeah. changed it around. That was California. Now, that's, gonna, that's some of the discussion and some of the argument, of course, that the appeal didn't go through because it was Trump's court. Trump's court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Or it would have been took care of by now. Yeah. But yeah, they threw out her case, which means the original uh, uh, decision holds true. Stormy Daniels now owes Donald Trump $300,000 plus lawyer fees. Fantastic. And he has been exonerated. Very nice. From the Stormy Daniels issue. And Stormy's attorney's in jail. (laughs) (laughs) 45, we we know you listen to this podcast. Congratulations. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. The tweet he put out afterwards were, yeah, I won't hold my breath waiting on my payments. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Something similar to that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So speaking of, you know, people and their um, supposed scandals. Mm -hmm. So I I pull up a a thing today and I don't mean to get too sidetracked. Uh, We'll get back to our point. I've already done that before. Yeah. You took us completely off the rails. So if we're here, let's just, you know, keep venturing into uncharted territory. Let's do it. Um, No, it was, uh, 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 was it uh, Money Wise magazine? Mm -hmm. Uh, Very well known magazine for finances. Is that like Pennywise? No, completely different. Oh, okay. You want to play, don't you, Georgie? Um, <laughs> a little red balloon. <laughs> um, no, they uh, um, they put out a list 
um, of their presidents, mm-hmm. and apparently they supposedly did some sort of polling and and did it based on and added some facts to it and did, and did some you know statistics along with it, and they ranked the uh, the uh, accomplishments of all forty five or up to uh, uh, Biden. They stopped at Trump. Forty five presidents. Okay. Yeah. Guess where Donald Trump was? I'm guessing probably at the bottom. He was, according to them, the fourth worst president in American history. Really? And let's see. I think I've still got it here. I wonder what their rationale is for that. Oh, because it's Donald Trump. That's right. That's all it was. Uh, let's see. Where is my... There we go. So the things that it says, Donald J. Trump's president was marked, marked with scandal after scandal. Um, some of the highlights include pardoning war criminals. Such as? I have no clue who they're talking about. Yeah, I... Okay. Um, He pardoned some American soldiers... Sure. ...who were put in jail under civilian courts for things that happened on the battlefield Mm -hmm. that should have never been prosecuted to begin with, but that is Obama-era bullshit. Sorry, pardon me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Being impeached two times. Well, (laughs) that's not his fault. They all levied false accusations against him. So. Yeah, but you know he was impeached twice, so therefore okay. he's a bad president. It, well, he, oh, okay. um, let's see. Uh, mismanaging the COVID-19 pandemic, which has led to hundreds of thousands of American deaths. Wait, he tried to close the border to China where the virus came from China. Yep. And, and y'all didn't want that to happen. Uh, uh, he put the vaccine at the front. Yeah. Operation Warp thing. Speed. Yeah, that Biden came in and tried to take credit for it. Had it not been for Trump, you wouldn't have a vaccine today. Right. Refusing to accept his loss in the 2020 election and his alleged role in inciting riots at the Capitol building in January. That's some of the stuff they used as the criteria to list him as the fourth worst president of our history. None of which is true. No, no, not at all. Can you guess where Obama was? Oh, I, I, let me guess. Uh, at the top or nearly at the top? He was like the fourth best or some shit like that. I don't know. Wow. I sped through it when I saw that, but I expected it. Yeah, of course. I expected it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just had to keep that little tidbit up just because, I mean, it just shows the propaganda. It doesn't matter if we're talking about what goes on with a Supreme Court uh, nomination, what goes, what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine, mm-hmm. or where it goes in just general American history right now. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It is. It is. They hate him so much. That, yeah. Well, we know why they hate him. If anybody listened to the Agenda 2030 uh, podcast uh, two weeks ago, exactly. you'd know exactly what we're talking about. He stopped everything they were doing. They went from Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030. Exactly. It delayed their their plans. But they hate him so much to the point where they will lie about anything. Sure they will. You know, and quite honestly, you know, I try to be, and I'll be, I'll be the first person to say, I know we're kind of going off the rails again here, but <laughs> in 2016, yeah. Trump was not my number one pick. He was my He was one. the last. I, I thought he was a clown. I really did. Yeah. And it wasn't until it came down to him versus Hillary. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to pull it lever for him. I, yeah. I don't like this idea. But quite honestly. I knew liberals that said the same thing, though. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. The first time. After his term. Oh yeah. my gosh. This dude did yeah. what he said he was going to do. He he, the all these scandals they say that, that he went through are ones they manufactured. Yeah, 
They aren't talking about what they, what the media manufactured. You know, we've got some issues going on with our city council here where we live at. We do? <laughs> constantly. Well, we need someone to run the f- city council to fix all this uh, stuff. I think we might be able to find somebody. Anyway, let me, before we go off our rails again. Let's think about that one. Oh, my God. I mean, when you, as a pilot, when you fly, uh-huh. if you head to Nashville, do you ever end up in Tampa as much as you go off the rails? Never Tampa. Sometimes okay. Miami. Kansas City, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Cancun right. occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's see. I forget what I'm saying again. No. Look, we, when, we, I, when I'm flying, I have to fly in a straight line, okay? <laughs> this is where I can deviate in this podcast. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Please continue. Lord, you would never make it in NASCAR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Left turn. Left turn. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left turn. No. Yeah. No, we've got, um, you know, we've got some things going on where they're changing some, or they're looking to uh, change some, uh, do some rezoning in our area. And it's funny, the the developers of the property, um, they have, uh, are well-known liberals. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, I was talking to somebody the other day that they were talking about it, said, uh, it's awful funny how, um, you know, even the liberals, um, acknowledge the fact that if they are in the building trades or if they're in the industrial trades or if they're in some, you know, something where you build stuff, where you, where you're taking part in good old capitalism, Mm -hmm. man, things were better when Trump was in office. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. How about that? I wonder, maybe because the guy who used to run the country might've been a builder. Yeah. How about that? Funny how that works. Yeah. But he said mean things in tweets. Oh. Yeah, he was mean. Poor people. He's mean. Oh, I'd take a mean tweet any day. Oh, my God. Please. I'd love to go back to the mean tweet days. I'm, I'm a walking well, mean tweet. You are. <laughs> <laughs> then you and Trump, man, you guys got it covered. You know, I talked to a, a person today, um, and that was what I said. You know, one of the problems we have here in our city is, you know, too many people saying yes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yes, Mr. Nice Guy um, is, goes out the window when it comes to getting the job done. You do what you have to do to get the job done, period. That's right. That's and what that's you're hired for. Exactly. You're not hired to be a yes man. Right. You're, you're hired exactly to do correct. what needs to be done for the city. Yep. And yeah. that's the same thing. You know, with the confirmation of, of KBJ, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to say than whatever. I mean. Kentaji Brown Kentaji Brown Jackson. Can't we get Supreme Court justices that have like regular names? Like I don't know. It's, it sounds like a rice dish. <laughs> I need whatever I'm dinner tonight. Oh, we're having some Kentaji Brown Jackson. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? Think about it. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Tabasco sauce in your Kentucky oh, Brown Jackson? <laughs> Ask Hillary. She's got some in her purse. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Because she thinks she's black. Uh, well, only when she's on, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Sh- Charlemagne the God Oh, show. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't act like that on the Liberty Room. Oh, no. Uh-uh. She'd be all redneck. Yeah. She'd talk more country than I do. <laughs> and mine ain't that bad anymore. No, no. You no. actually sound kind of normal. Kind of normal? Yeah, kind of normal. Yeah. I have a public service announcement for all my family back in Dickinson County, Virginia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you letting them down? I am not staying true to my roots. You get back with your old accent. I don't know what you sound like before, so. Oh, my goodness. You know what's funny is at the store, my sister will call, uh-huh. or I'll talk to her on the phone, and it's so funny to turn around after I hang up the phone and watch everybody looking at me. They're like, you sound like a completely different person when you talk to people back home. 
Man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jim's going redneck again. <laughs> That's hillbilly. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very proud of that. He's going hillbilly. See, I've never, I've never actually never talked to your sister. So I have no idea what any of you and your family sound like other than your son and you. I mean, you yeah. know, now, not yeah. before. I'm going to take you down there one weekend. I'd like to go. We're going to ride down there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Be awesome. You may not want to come back. It's beautiful, most beautiful place on earth. But that remains yet to be seen. I'm telling you. I know you've been around the world. I know you've seen a lot of things. So have I. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't get to go as a tourist, though. People were always shooting at me. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't get <laughs> shot at. <laughs> I was yeah. I was trying to help the guys on the ground who were getting shot at. Thank you very much. <sighs> Nobody cares about this conversation right now. You know that, don't you? I know. They've all stopped listening again. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Bob. But we'll uh, do better next. We're letting you down, Bob. Listen to the next podcast <laughs> when we'll, when when Jim will actually have me more in line. Is that what it is? Yeah, because yeah. I've lost all control tonight. However, back you never to, had control of me. Yeah, well, uh, never mind. Um, You're not the boss of me. I'm, I'm not your wife. Calm down. <laughs> I know. I'm just, just making sure <laughs> you're you know. practicing for home. Yeah, yeah. Because Lydia's listen, she'll listen to this. Yeah. Now, Lydia, you you are the boss of me. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. She knows. You don't have to tell her. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your fingers were crossed or not. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, no. She knows the truth. Yeah, yeah. She's in charge. Anyway, pl- anyway. So back back saying. to back to KBJ. You know, it, she's going to be confirmed one way or the other. Right. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that we live in a world right now where her the only requirement. Now she may be good at her job. I don't know. All thing I've heard is some of the bad stuff. You know, giving pedophiles thirty or three months in jail. Yep. You know, when in my world, in my toxic masculine world, if you get caught red-handed uh, abusing children, well, they won't be a second time. Let's put it that way. Special place to help people like that. That's right. Absolutely. And I will make sure you, uh, uh, I'll arrange that meeting for you if need be. You know? You're hired. <laughs> you know, I'm not the judge. I'm just a travel agent. Travel <laughs> agent. <laughs> you want to go to Cancun? See the Jim Wood. You want to yeah. go to hell? See the Jim Wood. <laughs> Funny how that works. Some people think it's one and the same. <laughs> it actually. might be. Um, regardless, though, you know she's going to be confirmed. There's not a damn thing we can do about it. And the yeah. only reason she's been nominated is she was the the blind draw out of a hat because she's a black female. And so here's my question to her: How can you accept a job knowing? That that's why you were hired. Yeah. It's not like you just happen to be black and you happen to be the first black woman who's going to be a SCOTUS judge. But you know, I mean, Trump has been, or not Trump, sorry, uh, Biden has been clear from day one. Probably since the time that James Clyburn, <laughs> remember when, when Biden was losing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was no, he had no shot. And all of a sudden after South Carolina, he starts winning. Yeah. And I think it's because he, pro- you know, James Clyburn said, I'll give you the black vote. And I think it's because James Clyburn told him, but you better make the first Scottish judge black and female. Yeah. Right. So, but he's been clear from day one, you know, that you're being hired for one reason only. Yep. You're black and you're a woman. Yeah. That's it. How, how did I, 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 I've got to know what is going through her mind. How can she accept a job knowing that? Because it pays $265,000 a year. For life. For life. Well, and it goes but, up every year. But st- it's just, I don't understand yeah. that. Maybe yeah. it's because we were raised differently. Well, to me, that, show, that shows integrity. That shows character. You know, when, when you know, when the man who chose you made the comment that mm-hmm. that's why he's picking you, and you didn't go, I'd rather earn it the right way. Yeah. You know, uh, 
then it's then it's about the money and you know she don't care and she can't define a woman so she's not qualified she's disqualified actually well she was even asked uh, as well about um, defining when birth begins yeah and she couldn't even answer that question either yeah she didn't know yeah no she was asked point blank questions like you know do you have a do you have a religious or a personal um, thought on this particular subject and the answer is yes but I'm not going to share it and then you got people like Joey Behar on The View. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I hate that woman. Yes, I do too. But you know, she made the comment with just the biggest gleam of smile on that face of hers. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason that she's doing so well in these uh, uh, hearings is because she is so perfect, just like Barack Obama. Okay, something big in that statement you just said. Yeah. I'm gonna say right now. Yeah. Joy Behar, the statement she made yeah. is racist. Sure it is. Because she would not say that about another white person. No, she wouldn't. Most definitely would not. It's only because KBJ <laughs> is black yeah. and Obama is black. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Joy, yep. Uh, Joy Behar. She is one of the is top racist. sufferers of white guilt. She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. All yeah. of them up there on The View. Oh my God! You go to CNN, MSNBC, <laughs> Even Whoopi Joy Reid, all of them. Whoopi Goldberg suffers from white guilt. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they are so yeah. racist. They're, it, you know, my wife and I had this conversation not so long ago. Where, you know, again, I don't look at color. Yeah. To me, you're you're Jim. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't I know you're white, yeah, but I don't care about that. Yeah. You know, I'm so tired of everyone being defined by their color. Yeah. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. would roll over in his grave if he knew that we are going backwards as a society we have by promoting this stuff. Downhill slide for years now. Yes. Because the chaos that they keep uh, stirring into the populace of America mm-hmm. still helps them maintain that control. Yeah. Because the stupid crap that they do, the different policies, the, the, the movements they make, the decisions they make, the agreements they sign... Uh, some of the stuff they do on behalf of the U.S. Uh, United States, um, if we did it in our daily life, in our business, we would be out of business. Yeah. Yeah. And we just sit back and we take it because the more chaos they stir in, the harder it is to get a grasp. It's a whirlwind. I mean, if you at your store decided, you know, I'm, my next employee is going to be black and male. Yeah. Okay. There, they was they could shut you down for that. Sure. Or Absolutely. I'm only going to hire my next hire is going to be Hispanic yeah. and transgendered. Yep. I mean, we're going backwards. We're we're Look. we're no longer treating people equally. A good comparison. You ever go to the carnival or someplace and you see those booths, those round cylindrical booths, where you stand in and it's like a tornado inside all the wind and there's money. Yes, yes. Or there's coupons that you grab for prizes, mm-hmm. you know, and because the wind's blowing so hard, it's hard to grab just a hold of just one. Yeah. That's America right now. It's a good analogy. You know, because you can grab a hold of one or two, but by the time you grab a hold of one or two, 10,000's already gone by you. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, it's it's sad. It's sad where we're at. It's, you know, it just falls into Agenda 2030, and I'm going to stand by that one mm-hmm. until everybody notices it and they go, hmm, wish we'd listened to him when he first started uh, preaching. Sure. You know, lots of other stuff though. Uh, how about uh, the Iran deal? 
You know, Iran. It's funny because Iran's been kind of quiet. It's part lately. of that chaos. Well, and and now, but but lately, as and up till about this week, they've been kind of quiet on the media scene. Well, on the media scene, but when they drop a missile in northern Iraq yeah, and blow story. up a building, that's uh, yeah, you know, that's 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 breaking in with a chainsaw. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, they are, they're firing other missiles around the Middle East so bad to the point that right now. Um, uh, we were talking about it on the Wednesday show. If you go to Ynet News, the Israeli news source, news agency, and you look at it, Israel, Egypt, mm-hmm. and the United Arab Emirates are now in discussions to form a port- partnership against Iran. That's <laughs> wow. I mean, that's uh, that's a people don't. If you don't understand, that's a biblical proportion right now. Yeah, it is. You know, because uh, a lot of the Arabs and a lot of the Egyptians tried to wipe Israel off the map. Was it the, was it the, the Six 60s, Days War? Six Days War. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden, you know, it was, uh, who is it, uh, Jordan, Syria, and Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, now all of a sudden they're forming a partnership. How bad is it that America has pissed off our best, al- one of our two best allies in, in Israel? Yeah. You know, the, to the point where they'll go get in bed with the Egyptians because they have such a greater threat in the Middle East. Yeah. Notice uh, how none of this stuff happened under Trump. None of it. I mean, America was leading. Yeah. And now we're not. And that's all I keep thinking of is that we're not leading anymore. And so now every other country is looking out for for their best interests. They're no longer they're no longer asking the U.S., hey, can you help mediate? Can you help negotiate? Yeah. It's well, as if we don't exist. There was a little secondary story that you caught on maybe one or two of the more conservative news networks in the past week. Uh, you know, they may have blipped on it a little bit on Fox. I'm sure Newsmax and OAN talked about it a little bit more, but it's just the conservative news organizations because you won't hear MSNBC talking about how the Arabs refused Biden's phone call over mm-hmm. the oil issue. Yeah. Refused. Wouldn't even talk to him. Yeah, who turns down the president of the United States of America? Nobody before now. Um, when Venezuela said, ah, thanks, they talked to him at least, and went, thanks, but no thanks. We'll uh-huh. keep our oil rather than give it to you. Venezuela, a country that is in constant civil war, a country that is in so much chaos that it's still not bad enough to do business with America. <laughs> they need our money. They still won't take it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You know, so now Egypt, the UAE, and uh, Israel are now forming an alliance because Iran, the things that they are doing. You know, it was funny. We talked about it on the on the Wednesday show. You know, back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, uh, Tehran, well, Iran as a whole, but the capital in Tehran was uh, such a, um, probably the most westernized city in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like, you know, when you walk down the street, it looked like, uh, you know, a medium-sized city in, in America. You know, driving modern cars, the women are dressed in modern dress, the women were going to school, they were holding jobs, they were driving. And, you know, driving, that don't seem like a whole lot, but it's, it means a hell of a lot to, to the Iranian women. Right. You know, uh, so it, it was coming up, and then Jimmy Carter came along. The peanut farmer. The peanut farmer. He came along, and then all of a sudden that all went to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're talking about 45, and this is exactly what we talked about on the Wednesday show. You know, uh, Jimmy Carter tried. They took the, the Iranians took the hostages in Tehran. Um, it was a big deal. Ayatollah Khomeini, I remember him on the news every night. 
death to America, death to America. We're going to kill the imperial American. You know, the Americans were the devil, you know, and talking all kinds of trash. Then old Ronnie Reagan got, got elected, you know, and the day before his inauguration, if not his inauguration day, it came across the screen. The Iranian hostages have been released. Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. Cause Ronald Reagan didn't take no crap from these people. He was showing strength. He showed strength, and they knew what came along, well, what strength came along behind him. Right. The full might of the U.S. Uh, U.S. government and the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. And they knew that uh, you know there's some people you play with and some people you don't. Right now we got the same problem. They didn't give Trump any crap because they knew you didn't play with him. Right. Biden. Nobody cares about Biden. No. Well, look at what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, you've got other countries that are looking to help Ukraine out, and they're not bothering what the U.S. has to say about no. it. I mean, when Poland wanted to give the MiGs to Ukraine, I'm thinking, why is Poland coming to us? It's their their yeah. product. Give it if you want to give it. Yeah. You know, because we're not doing anything about it. No. But other countries are just, they're, they're doing what they want to. They're accepting, you know, uh, refugees in. They don't yep. care what we have to say about it. You know, this week, um, mm-hmm. 46 is in Brussels, and yeah. he's going to Poland. He is. Why? Two weeks late. Yeah. Why? We yeah. all know Kamala failed miserably. I was going to say Kamala was busy. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> Shoe shopping? Uh, I would say, but I try to keep this a family-oriented podcast. Um, but, you know, why is he going over? He's, he's, he's done nothing to help Ukraine so far. So going over there is going to do nothing. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that pull the strings on Agenda 2030 that's in that part of the world, too. That's true. So, you know, is it a good time to take some pictures and, uh, you know, shake try, some babies, shake some babies and kiss a few hands? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, that's that's exactly what it is. But I'm sure there's a secondary itinerary, too, for his trip to Europe, um, because, you know, when you uh, start looking at Bilderberg Group and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the meetings are in Europe. So Ooh, Bilderberg Group. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Grove. How about that? See yeah. how you work that in there? Oh, yeah, it's very, oh. very well done. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. unfortunately, it's also very scary that it's possible. Yeah. You know, because all the stuff that's going on that America's doing, the chaos that we're creating, the things we're letting people away with, the things we're letting go of as a world leader, mm-hmm. all fits into Agenda 2030. It I'm, does. I'm trying not to beat it to death, but holy cow, it's right in front of you. Well, they're looking for that new world order. They're looking for that one world government. And part of it yeah. is that the U.S. cannot be the leader to do that. Yeah. Global governance. Exactly. You've got to basically make every country equal. Yeah. To make this work. Yeah. And, you know, you look right now, you saw what uh, Putin's trying to do, right? With the changing of the type of money given for oil in Europe. And uh, they'll change it, change it to rubles. Rubles. Yeah. 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 He's trying to... Uh, um, trying to solidify the place of the ruble in the world economy and mm-hmm. also maintain a type of currency that is independent to one country. What I find interesting what Putin's doing, I was thinking about this when I read the article earlier, is that, you know, before Putin went into Ukraine, yes, the dollar was the, that was the breadbasket for everybody, right? Sure. Everybody used it. Now, all of a sudden, you've got the ruble on the scene, right? You know, yeah. it's been trashed. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's basically oil-based, Sure. I mean, that's, that's what Russia's economy is pretty much on is, is oil. Sure. But you've got a situation now where we've, as a, I was listening to a podcast, uh, it might have been on Glenn Beck where he had an economist on there talking about the, the, what happens when you start sanctioning other countries like Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
basically, yes, we hurt their economy, we've, but we've pushed them away from everyone else so to, to the point where they mm-hmm. now have to create their own agreements in other places. Yeah. So they're talking to China. They're talking to Iran. They're talking to Syria. They're talking to all their friends. They're talking to India. Talking to India. That's, exactly. That's a, that, that should be on everybody's radar. A nuclear nation. Mm-hmm. A big yeah. nation with a lot of people. 1.4 billion people. Yeah. And a big military. Yeah. And yep. and so, but we've pushed Russia that direction. So now you got this Axis powers that's beginning to form on their own. They're going to have their own. They're going to start trading in the ruble. Yep. They're going to start trading oil back and forth. Yep. And they don't need the West. Yeah. And now that he's got, he's lining up with, with, with yeah, India and China, the two of the largest countries in the world by population. Yeah. You got almost, uh, what, 3 billion people? Yeah. No, yeah, more than that. I mean, that's... Almost 5 billion people. That's more than countries. half of what this world has yeah. in people. Yeah. That he that the Russia can now serve yep. with oil. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So sanctioning might have hurt him or hurt them in the interim. Yeah, well, it seems like they had a plan, huh? But in the long run... Yeah. It may not be so bad for him. Politics makes strange bedfellows. Is it that does. is that a plan that just now came out, or is that a plan that may have been in the works for a long time? And we don't know nothing about. You know, I, I, I've always been belie- I've always believed that in politics, there's nothing by chance. Uh-uh. I think everything is planned. I think it's orchestrated. It's just like in Wag the Dog. I watched the movie, by the way. Did you? What'd you think of that? I watched it twice. Kind of freaky, isn't it? It was fantastic. Yeah, but everything is orchestrated. I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's all been planned. Yeah, it may not have happened at the rate or the pace they wanted it to. Sure, but they've been thinking again. It's like when you talk about city council. Where you know people on city council here, everywhere else, they all they're all paying attention to what's right in front of them. They're not yeah. looking twenty years ahead. Yeah, that was the conversation I had today. That's what I think other countries are doing, like Russia and China. They're like China. They're was they what they call their was it the hundred hundred year expansion mm-hmm. plan? Yep. They're, they're they're looking into next century. Sure they are. It's not about winning right now. They're, they they mm-hmm. want to win fifty years from now, hundred years from now. And they're laying the tracks for it right, right now. I mean it's it's they're playing their game plan to a T. While we Americans are focused on changing our genders and mutilating our genitalia and you know getting rich next year. Yep. They're playing the long game. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we talked about that very early on in the history of this podcast. Yes, we did. Speaking of which, which podcast is this? Uh, 51. Next week mm-hmm. is our one year anniversary. It would be. Yes, it would be. So, Absolutely. but we talked about that very early on and we've talked about it since then about Stalin and Lenin or Lenin and Stalin and the plans mm-hmm. for communism throughout um, the future, that it was that trickle that turned into a stream that turned into the river that turned into the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, they, that part of the world right now, whatever their agenda is, and, you know, we got a good idea, but we don't know the exacts, you know, but they are playing the long game. Yep. You know, and honestly, India is full of smart people. Yeah. Very intelligent, uh, a very intelligent group of people um, that come out of India, you know, um, they're and, not, not just full of call centers for Microsoft over there. <laughs> we, we've trained them. Hey, I talked to Larry from Omaha a few times. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, they, they are very, they're a very intelligent people. Um, and, uh, they're not, they're, they're looking at this long game. They're looking to see what's happening and 1.4 billion people, they have to look out for their people and they do. 
you know, that's they're sandwiched right in that, you know, right in that neighborhood. They can't go anywhere. They're stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, politics makes strange bedfellows. Well, you know, with India being I where mean, they are. Look at Egypt and Israel, for God's sake. Well, that's true. Geographically, it makes sense for an alliance because, sure. okay, for India, they're right there where China is. Uh-huh. You know, for years, India has been our ally, right? Under George yeah. W. Bush, we made them a nuclear nation. Uh-huh. We had a good relationship with, with India. Yeah. You know, India loved President Trump. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, India is probably better suited to be friends with China just based on their geographic location. Yeah. Same with Israel and Egypt. Well, I don't want to see any of them get in bed with Egypt or with China. What is the U.S. bringing to the table to keep India on our side? Yeah. yeah. We're not really helping them. I would love. I've, I made contact here in the last uh, year, year and a half with uh, with a very old friend. And, you know, I, I look at a lot of, you know, I've, I've got a lot of handful of people that, it's, it's you know, everybody has them um, where you may not talk to somebody for 10 years. And as soon as you pick up the phone, it's not back to, hey, you know, it's yep. it's that kind, of, that kind of friendship. Um, I have a friend of mine that uh, when I joined the Army in 1984, we went through basic training together. We went through our um, advanced individual training together. We went to jump school together and ended up in the same unit um, in the 82nd together. Um, and there was always something different about him. And I'm going to use his name just out of respect until I talk to him. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he um, um, he was from Boston. <laughs> you know, and and uh, him and another friend of ours uh, was there. Who actually, uh, the other one lives out in Indiana now, I believe. Um, we're, we're we're friends on Facebook, and we just happened to find each other, Mr. Boston. We mm-hmm. found each other on Facebook uh, a couple of years ago, um, and hooked up, and and had a couple of great conversations, sitting up at night, just texting back and forth or talking back and forth. Um, but um, he was there was always something different about him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he was smart. I mean. Smarter than the rest of us. I'll just give him credit for that. Um, but he got out of the Army after his first three years, went to college, went to ROTC, came back as an officer, uh, re-enlisted as an officer. And uh, when he retired as a lieutenant colonel, he was the military attache to India. Wow. I really need to reach out and talk to him. I, I would love to have his perspective on what's going on right now with this. Yeah. You know? Wow. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool to hear. So yeah. uh, my old friend... Uh, who uh, ended up as a lieutenant colonel? Give me a call, man. Yeah. Hey, man, give me a call. Come on, man. Eight six seven five three zero nine. How did I know you were going to do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to reach out to him and 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 maybe we'll see with the new system on the on the Wednesday night show. He'd be a good guest to have. And he he'd be would a good be. Guest. He could do a split screen. He yeah. can give you some graphs and yeah, stuff. Be and... a good be a good guest on the Liberty Room as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great guy, man, and it's, he's one of those people that. Uh, you know, there's a handful of them uh, that uh, we went through all that training and stuff together in the very first days of our Army careers. And, uh, you know, if he calls me and needs me, I hope he knows that, uh, man, I'm there. Now, who do you know from China? Um, you got to know someone that can talk about China. Um, I do know somebody who can talk about China. Huh, that's a thought. He lived in China for a while. He studied he did study Chinese studies. Hmm. Yeah. Just trying to get an idea of their culture and what they're thinking. I mean, John Henry Slacken is an executive producer. He's got to get these guests online. I know we're having all these ideas yeah. for him. You're John Henry. You're fired. Bob, you're hired. Yeah, yeah Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob, you got to move up here to uh, Virginia. Uh, John Henry, take that job because you're fired. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, but I, I think you know. Again, I, I have nothing against the Chinese people or the Indian people. Uh, nothing against them. It's their governments. But to understand what 
the people are thinking and in, in relation to what the government is doing to them, how they're being manipulated. Because it's a lot of the ways that a lot of Americans are being manipulated. It has too. to be. It yeah. has to be. Um, but, you know, with, with, with the whole link up of China and India and Russia and Iran, you know, it's, it's, it's like the formation of the Axis powers of World War II. Sure. You know, and that's what I'm seeing is that if, if this thing with Ukraine goes any worse than it already is, because right now, as we all know, Russia's kind of stalled where they are in Ukraine. See, I don't believe that. Um, why don't you believe that? I don't believe that. You're talking about the second best military in the world. Okay. Second best equipped. And I'm never going to say anybody's better than the American army. True. American military. But you're talking about the second best military in the world. A country that has the technology, a country that has the resources, a country that has um, uh, the manpower to tell me that everything is, you know, you see uh, these retired generals on Fox and you see these uh, retired, uh, 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 you know, NSA and Homeland Security people on, on CNN and such. And, and they're all talking about just, you know, how uh, one, the, the three retired three star I saw this morning said that Russia had failed in their tactics from every point. Everything they'd done that. had failed. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So let me ask you a question because statistically impossible Okay. We're seeing nothing but propaganda. But let me, let me ask you a question because you are the soldier. I was not. I just, yeah. I, I just, from what I'm seeing, a one of the analysts had come out and said, I forget who it was, that essentially, obviously, we have not seen the full might and power of the Russian army. No, we have not. Okay, what they're what they are saying is that a lot of the Russians they are capturing in Ukraine mm. are the recent conscripts that Russia recently. In uh, you know uh, forced enlistment, um, what's where I'm looking for? Um, uh, drafted. Yeah. So is it possible that what we're seeing in Ukraine really, really is stalled because they've got all these newbies who have absolutely no training is and are? It, is it a possible tactic? Yes, it is a possible tactic. Um, you know, it um, it's in the same way of the American Revolution in the war of, uh, well, not necessarily the war of 1812, even in, in the, um, some of the other early American wars, you know, the militia, mm-hmm. you send the militia in first and really all they are is cannon fodder. Well, yeah. Because yeah. they had a tendency to run. They had a tendency to not be disciplined, you know, so you cause your enemy to run out of its resources on your cannon fodder. Is it possible? Absolutely. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, but we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago. When you look at those uh, recruiting videos uh, from a couple of years ago, the Russian one where right. it's, you know, I am mad. I will pull a jump out of a plane. I will kill your face. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and then you look at the American version where it's my two moms made a suggestion that I join the military. Mm-hmm. You know, just a whole different mindset, a whole different type of discipline. So but, but they've been there for 30 days. I mean, the, the, the German right. Blitzkrieg was something that was uh, never matched in history. Mm-hmm. As fast as Hitler and his, and his generals ran through Poland, ran through Eastern, Eastern Europe, was never seen. But the technology was different. German was leaps and bounds ahead of Romania, mm-hmm. Bulgaria, you know, places like that. Sure. You know, Czechoslovakia. They, you know, nobody had anything... You're you're taking a knife to a gunfight, mm-hmm. basically. You know now there's the weapons are a little bit more modernized. They're a little bit you know everything's a little bit more even. Um, so if you put everything you've got in Ukraine up against that militia, then yeah, you can hold them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's only going to be for a little bit. 
it took us what? How many months to get to Baghdad? Uh, quite a while. Several yeah. months. Yeah. 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 Russia has been in Ukraine for thir- less than 30 days. Sure. And, and I'm not saying that, I guess what I'm saying is that to me, it's, n- I remember in the very beginning, American analysts were saying, okay, well, if, if, if Russia invades, Kiev is going to fall. Kiev, not Kiev. Uh, Kiev is going <laughs> to fall. You. You're welcome. Kiev is going to fall in three days. And I was like, well, okay, hmm. that, that, but that would mean you have to bring the full Russian military to bear. Sure. Okay. So after three days, it's like, okay, hadn't fallen. There's nowhere close being fallen. What's going on? Then we find out, okay, they didn't bring, and even, even they talk about, talk about doing a shock and awe campaign on yeah. Kiev. There was no shock and awe campaign no. on Kiev. So I look at it and I, I see all these, these, these conscripts. To me, they haven't accomplished what the media says they're supposed to accomplish. Yeah. Okay. The media watches too many movies. They do. Yeah. And maybe it's my misunderstanding of when I heard that, yeah, they use the term Blitzkrieg very, very early on. Yeah. I'm thinking lightning war, done. We're done. Three days, he's got Kiev, Ukraine's fallen, we're done. No. But I also believe that because we ha- he hasn't debuted the rest of his military, mm-hmm. does is Putin actually aware of what the military is doing in Ukraine? I, I didn't think that he is. But my question is, do the generals know what they're doing? Apparently they've lost what four or five, um, so they say. True. Do you know something different? I don't. Oh, but okay. I tell you, you know, <sighs> I don't know where I'm going with this, other than to say that I don't think things are going as planned in Ukraine. You know, uh, there was an old military saying that Mike Tyson hijacked, and more people know the saying by Mike Tyson more so than the old military saying. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Tyson said. Everybody's got a plan till you punch them in the face. <laughs> you know, military said every plan is, is, is going to work 100% till the first round is fired. Mm-hmm. You know, then stuff goes, goes to hell in a handbasket usually. Right. And it's the ability. I mean, when the Americans jumped in on D-Day, mm-hmm. you know, they had a plan. They were going to all land in there, get in there together. They were going to surge on these certain points, and it was going to be over overnight. You know, the paratroopers were going to have everything locked down by 5 o'clock tomorrow evening when we're going to go home for the day. Then all of a sudden, these pilots were flying over the coast, uh, and the aircraft started going off, and they scattered paratroopers everywhere. Mm-hmm. So now it's uh, up to the will of the people who are invading. All right, because that's what we were. We were invading Europe. Right. You know, um, and it was um, there was a term came out of it called LGOP. Very well known in the paratrooper community. LGOP stands for Little Groups of Paratroopers. Everybody had studied their plan so well, knew what they were doing so well that it didn't matter who you got with. If you were in this particular vicinity, it could be 10 guys from 10 different units, but they knew what the objective was and they worked together to get it done. So is that militia from Russia? Yeah. Is it facing the best that Ukraine's got? Yeah, it could be. So if that's the case, then that's going to wear thin pretty quick. And then that, then it will start moving. And when it starts moving, it will move. So, I mean, you know, when you look at military history and look through the, you know, battle plans and warfare, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised that it's been a month and they're not into, into Kiev yet yeah. because Kiev is not that important yet. There are too many sites around the country you gotta secure that first. are much more important that they got to secure because if they do it, they're going to do like Napoleon did who rushed into Moscow Overran his his supply lines, mm-hmm. and then winter set in, and there they set, screwed, yeah. and they ended up having to retreat out of Moscow with their tail between their legs, 
because they went in too fast, too hard, too strong, and outran their coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of places they got to take first. And they're strategic about it. And I believe that's exactly what's happening. They'll work their way in. And a good battle plan would be tell you, you're going to do one thing and then turn right around and do another, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's misinformation is what, sure. you're, what you're selling. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely. don't want your enemy to know what you're doing. Yeah. And what's another uh, word for misinformation? Fake news. Propaganda. That too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so now you say all that. You yeah. got me thinking. Okay. And it's kind of opened my eyes. I had the whole, just you bringing the whole D-Day invasion. I've done a little studying of D-Day. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, now you mention it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Once that first bullet is fired, the whole thing changes. Sure it does. Yeah. I never really thought about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Wow. I mean, you are really smart for a hillbilly. <laughs> I don't care what they say about you off the podcast. You are just one smart hillbilly. You know what? I don't care what they say about me after the podcast either. Wait, can they cancel you? I don't know. Oh, okay, good. Do you want me to quote why? Uh, not the entire full thing, but <laughs> I don't have to mark this thing as explicit. Kid Rock made a great <laughs> statement. I'm not the biggest Kid Rock fan in the world, uh-huh. but yeah, to me, yeah, he nailed it. Why yeah. can't you cancel me? Because I don't give a beep. Yep. See, I did it for you. You did a very good job. See, yeah. you didn't catch me in the heat of the moment. I managed to plan that out. No explicit rain this time. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to go on a string of profanities that would make my mom embarrassed. On that note, good night, everyone. <laughs> no, but, no, but, no but, when you watch what's going on, I mean, it's from a from a strategical pl- standpoint. Um, you look at things like battles in North Africa during World War II. Mm-hmm. You look at battles in Vietnam. Look at the Battle of Way. You know, you look at different things and look at how they attacked it. And you can see certain points from different major battles that we know of in our recent history. Recent being World War One on up, or even World War, or even American Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there were German generals who used tactics that were used by Robert E. Lee and, jo- and, and Stonewall Jackson wow. in, in Africa. You know, so they study all the, the successful points of different battles around and try to put together that first, that, that perfect battle plan that will counteract that punch in the face, you know, mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't listen. It makes me angry when I see American television talk about uh, talk about it in that manner because you know it's just it's still creating that chaos right you know creating chaos when you go to other news sources ynet you go to russia today you go to al jazeera and look and see how they present it mm-hmm. oh it's a whole different conversation See, my, my thinking is beginning to evolve on this as, as you're talking so I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 i can see the gears turning yeah, over it, there it really is i'm, yeah. I'm honestly i've just I, I hadn't thought of it that way yeah. so putin didn't get where he's at yeah. Didn't get from the head of the from the from the entry level guy to the head of the KGB to president of the country by making a miss a pl- not a plan misfire as bad as this. Well, it happened. I was having that conversation today with with one of the, my colleagues, and I said I made kind of the same comment to him that essentially, you know, Putin was head of the KGB, and you know, yep. you hear the American media say that basically, well, Putin doesn't have a smartphone; he's not watching the news; he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, here, here's a guy who was the former head of the KGB who dealt in misinformation, dealt in information, dealt in the intelligence community. Heck, I was in the IC for the U.S. for a while at, at a low level, but even I understand to a certain extent that mm-hmm. a dude at his level yeah. is going to be analyzing every every fact, figure, piece of paper, everything. He knows what's going on. That man steered his country through the end of the Cold War into the new era after the Cold War without a smartphone. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. And, and I, maybe maybe this whole thing of you know the media saying, well, he's he's got some mental issues now. I mean, maybe this is all just a a, a play on his part. Could be. I mean, because look at Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Donald Trump, no one knew what to expect from Donald Trump. Yeah. He kept it fresh, man. I mean, yeah. you had no clue what he was going to do. I mean, he was called yeah. a cowboy, just like Ronald Reagan was called a cowboy. Yeah. Maybe this is Putin channeling his inner cowboy. Yeah, I've seen him shirtless on a horse. I've seen him drive a sub. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to drive a jet boat. That's toxic masculinity toxic right there. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> it all comes back full circle. <laughs> No, I mean, Putin has always been just, I mean, and, and don't, don't misunderstand the conversation. Anybody listening, don't misunderstand the conversation because Putin has wanted the death of America in the same respect that the Ayatollahs in, yes. in Iran will stand in the streets and chant death to the, to the, to America. He's an evil, evil man. He most definitely from the standing of, 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 of liberty and the american way yes he most definitely yes, he is. is um and he is going to do everything for he's going to use all the skills that he has attained all the the wisdom that's wrapped up in communism that he has attained through uh his environment for you know however how long he how old he is and he's going to do everything he can because he's still stuck in that mindset that uh there can only there it's a quickening there can mm. be only one yeah you know so he's he's got a lifetime, a lifetime of successes in his playbook, and we've got Joe Biden, oh man, and General Milley, and Kamala Harris. Yeah, I don't even count her; she's an idiot. They all are. <laughs> oh my god! Well, there are puppets. Yeah, they're one hundred percent puppets. And what? I'm going to beat that horse again. You know, Putin said it. You know, the West is not telling the story right. He's fighting against the new world order. So do, are we privy to his game plan as to why Ukraine, why what's going on? Well, it seems like, you know, it's come out. The American officials have admitted it, whether they meant to or not. The uh, biological weapons and stuff that we were creating, that we were funding in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And if the leaders uh, of, of the non-axis powers, whoever... They are, whether it's us and Canada and whoever the combination of those leaders are, are being guided by puppet masters who are pushing us to the, towards that new world order. Is it really a United States war or is it a agenda 2030 war? That's a good point. I mean, you've made a comment before that he's, he thinks that he is fighting the new world order. Yeah. So it's quite possibly that yeah. he is fighting that agenda 2030. Yeah. Very well could be. I mean... And not that we're supporting him because I don't support no, him no, in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. I'm just trying to be a devil's advocate and look at it because my government right now is doing things to my country mm -hmm. that I could have never imagined oh, yeah. that we would be doing to our own people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was listening on the way up here to your uh, to your to your bunker um, uh, podcast with Glenn Beck, and he had a guy on from um, Georgia and the Georgia legislator, mm -hmm. and they were getting ready to pass a law down there, basically that, and if I remember correctly, it, the way it, it's about mental illness. Yeah. But it can be defined in different ways. Sure. And essentially, they can define any of us gun owners mm -hmm. as having mental illness because we, Obama we, tried we, that. we disagree with the government, therefore, or we don't like black people. So yeah. that may, your, your racist tendency means you've got a mental illness, therefore, you can't own a gun anymore. You go back through history. You go back and look at countries that have had these type of government overreaches all the way up to and including Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was lists of who could and who couldn't. 
you know. It's all stuff that people where, thought would never things. happen. Yeah, they we, never thought in Germany no. that that would happen. No. You know? And, and here we are saying, oh, it'll never happen and, here. But. And you think about what's going on in Ukraine. Well, is, is this possible that that's what Putin's doing? Well, all of a sudden now it's coming out. And they, they talked about it before in certain media outlets, mm-hmm. but there's parts of the Ukrainian army that wore swastikas that were known Nazis. Oh, that's not true. It was just very similar in their symbolism. Okay, <laughs> well, that's not much better, is it? Right. You know, you still don't hear anything about the civil war in the Ukraine where the Ukrainian no. army was bombing and mortaring women and children in their homes on the eastern part of the country. The people who still designated themselves as Russians and didn't want to be part of the Ukraine. You don't hear anything about that, but there's plenty of documentaries out there. You can go. If you search, you can find them. And see, that's, what, that, that's why it ticks me off. I was driving my kids to church tonight, and uh, I was driving back home, and there's a, there a house near this church, and they've got the Ukrainian flag out front. Yeah. And I'm so tired of people adopting the Ukrainian flag. They're putting on their Facebook posts. They're doing you know all this Ukrainian stuff. None of us know the true story of what's actually happening over no. there. No. I mean, again, I feel for the people. I feel for the people. Justice for Jesse. Okay, I don't feel for Jesse. Yeah, but people jumped on that real quick. They did. They knew what was going on. That's they what did. I'm saying. People are well, so quick to jump on a look, cause. Look at like Michael Brown. Our own. Hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. I mean, they jump on a cause. They have no idea what mm-hmm. the underlying factors are, what led to what's what's happening. Yeah. And, and then at the very end, when they do find out, when all the information does come out to light, it's, oh, okay. And then we go on to the next thing. Yeah. There's a movie out called PCU. That's the next one. That's, that's, that's your next homework assignment, Mr. PCU. Williams. PCU. Yep. PCU. It's the, well, it stands for Politically Correct University. Okay. Actually, they in the movie referred to it as Port Chester University. But it's PCU. Jeremy Piven is in it. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, got it right here. Uh, I can't remember. It came out in the 90s, I want to say. 94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes fun of all the political correctness. And it's this kid who's a, a pre-freshman. He comes for his college tour. And he stays in a, a, in a frat um, to, um, you know, to take the tour and spend the week at the school to see if he wants to go to school there. And it's kind of an animal house frat, you know, mm-hmm. they're always in trouble. Uh, used to be known as the very preppy school. Okay. And then they fight all the preps. David Spade's in it. He plays the preppy guy from the preppy frat. It's hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, and they make fun of all the politically correct things that was going on in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Go watch it now and look and see where, you know, Again, it's like the Mike Sa- Mike Savage thing, you know. Uh, look at him now, where they would be, right? You know, because it was making fun of things that was going on in the nineties. You know, he's taking him a pe- taking him on a tour through the common grounds, going to the dining facility, you know. And all of a sudden, it's like there's a big bazaar out on the common ground, and there's stands everywhere. And, and he's like, "What's going on?" He goes, "Oh, these are the cause heads." What do you mean? Oh, everybody's got a different cause, you know. It's free Nelson Mandela. Hey, they freed him already. Oh. You know, it just makes fun of all of it. But, you know, Mike Savage, famous radio host, made a comment one night how he was sitting up watching late night TV, which he never did. And he started looking at uh, some of the higher channels that he never goes to. I think I've told you this story before. I don't know. Um, Anyway, he he was flipping through the channels and he found a documentary on the hippie movement of the 60s. -hmm. And the camera was on a college campus and everybody's raising hell and they're protesting and their signs and, uh, you know, they're getting shot by the water cannons and all that. And the camera panned around. There was one guy standing outside of a building, just kind of standing there watching. And the reporter goes over and talks to him and says, why are you not part of this? He goes, I'm very much a part of this. He said, well, why are you over here when everything else is going on? He said, because I'm taking a different route. He said, I'm going to finish my education. I'm going to get a good job and then I'm going to take it down from the inside. And Mike Savage got to thinking, he goes, this was the 60s. It's now the 90s. Um... 
by this time, he probably has elevated himself into a position of authority. And holy crap, he's doing what he said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go back and see something as silly as a movie making fun of politically correctness that came out in 1994. Right. And you think about that. 1994, that was 26 years ago, 28 years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. So think about what those college kids of that age that they were making fun of, where they're at almost 30 years later Mm -hmm. in their positions in the businesses and the jobs they've got. Oh, they're leaders of industry at this point. They're leaders of industry at this point who are now taking it down from the inside. Yeah. They're making deals. They're making this green new deal because that's what they learned in college. Mm -hmm. They're doing all this stuff. Why? Because we allowed the communists to infiltrate our education system and we, this is what, this is what we got. This is the end result. Sounds like, you know, a little bit about this communist infiltration of our education system. Real? Well, yeah. I studied John Dewey. Oh, not, it, not Milton Dewey, not right? Not Milton. Okay. John it's John Dewey. Okay. I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. Dewey. If the yeah. Dewey boys knew how much we talked about him now, <laughs> Milton would be proud. John, not so much. Yeah. Milton, we love you. We love Milton. Yeah. The originator of the Dewey decimal, decimal system. system that the library no longer uses. Right. But John Dewey, who is a communist sympathizer. Is being used was, every day by the school system. Who was trained and taught by Lenin, not John Lennon. But Vladimir Lenin. Oh, I thought it was John Lennon no, this whole time. No, no. You, oh. you have to imagine something different. I, okay. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. No, that, that so he was taught by Vladimir Lenin on how to set up the American education system. And we've got what we've got because of that. Mm-hmm. So we kind of set ourselves up, looks we like. Did. We did. It's our but, fault. It's but our you fault. know what? Some people take a punch in the face better than others. So let's get it fixed. That's right. We just need to get back up and do what we got to do. Okay, well, but 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 it requires people like you getting in city council. I understand you're running for city council. Well, yes, you? I am here in our our fair city of Waynesboro, Virginia. So that's a great start. Well, you know what? Um, it's about not being a hypocrite. But being a hillbilly, though. Well, not being a hillbilly hypocrite. Okay, I was my hillbilly values taught me never to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't sit here on this microphone. I can't do the uh, web show. I can't stand in front of the people in my classrooms and preach one thing and not practice what I preach. You know, um, I still didn't remember what I was going to talk about, about those nice people up at Skyline Church. You will about an hour. I probably will. But you know what? I told those people, just like I tell everybody in the classes, I honor the, the, the fact that they would trust me with their firearm training and their self-defense training because what they come, they trust me enough to where they come to me to do learn things that may possibly save their life. Mm -hmm. You know? So I do, do honor that. So for every one of those people at Skyline church or anybody else who, um, you know, take, take, takes my classes who tunes into the Wednesdays with Jim show who, you know, subscribes to the Liberty room that purchase a gun across the counter from me at, at the store, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to look them in the face and say, you know, you should do it. I don't have to, but you should do it. Yeah. That's not the way I was raised. If you're not willing to lead by example. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's like people coming up to me at the committee meeting and saying that they want to do something. All right, great. You do it. Yeah. I mean, it, we, we we all have to get involved. We all have to yeah. do stuff. And the same thing with me. I... I that's you why in a leadership position, you're there to give them the resources to accomplish their goals. Correct. Not to do all the work for everybody. Right. Right. So, you know, with the years now, the uh, years, oh my goodness, 
the last two to three years, as we looked earlier back at some of the old videos and such, yeah, you know, it's a short a history, way. but it's a long way because, you know, it's we have we have helped with the new election. Let me say this the right way, mm-hmm. um, because I, uh, you know, a good leader takes all the blame but none of the credit. Yeah. All right. Um, but when I look back and see. Uh, what people like me and Danny Ledford and yourself and, um, you know, uh, the Sensibles and uh, the uh, Brandy and Chris and, you know, the the handful of people who stood up in our city mm-hmm. and said, this is not right. Yep. You know, and we started here in Waynesboro. We had a local um, a House of Delegates member that I talked with, somebody that you kind of in, indirectly introduced me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he made the comment himself that the numbers, what happened in Waynesboro has never been heard of. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. and we've all took part in it. We've all we've all did our part, but it was a team effort. Yeah. And for me to continue to tell people to get off their ass and get to work and just sit back behind a microphone you know, I get a lot of people who thank me for what I do and I don't think it's enough because we're in this war together. We are. And we fight these battles until the war is over. Well, I don't think any and of us... And we fundamentally changed Virginia. We have. I don't think any of us thought we would be where we are no. right now. I mean, just looking back at the videos we saw tonight, you know, you saw my first speech I ever gave in front of 4,000 people in Rockingham County. Yeah. I wasn't going to go to that meeting that, that day. <laughs> it took two people to convince me to yeah. go. And then to stand there in front of 4,000 people and give a speech that that's that, that didn't exist that morning. No, that was not me. <laughs> yeah. Then to hear you give your speech in front of Augusta County's, you know, uh, uh, board of supervisors. Oh, that was nuts. I mean, no, none of us planned this stuff. No, it was a, Hey, there's a problem. We think something's not right. Yeah. Let's go try to fix it. I didn't intend to join the Republican party and yeah, become yeah. the regional vice chair. And now the chairman of the local committee, I yeah. had, that, that was not, a, it's still, I'm still like looking back going, Oh my gosh, what happened? Yeah. This was not in, in on my agenda. Yeah. Now it's, and, and, and neither we're both in the same situation. We never, right. this was nothing we ever planned, nothing no. we ever put together and said, this is the, the, this is the direction and the goal I'm going to get to. It was just the path that was picked and laid in front of me. And yeah. you know, let me tell you, and for anybody out there who's thinking about doing it, who's thinking about making that step but not really sure, um, man, uh, you know, when you fight, when you do it and you accomplish your goals, there's no better feeling of, of American pride than that. That's right. When your neighbors and people, come, even people who disagree with you go, man, you know, way to step up. I don't like what you got to say, but at least you stepped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't like what I got to say, then apparently I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, it's not for the accolades. It's not for the, no, no any, anything other than just doing what's right. And man, laying your head on the pillow at night, it feels good. So if you're on the edge, if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about that school board run, if you're thinking about that city council or, or board of supervisors run, or running for your local unit, your local Republican committee. Yeah. I mean, you know, they need committee chairs. They need uh, secretaries and treasurers. They need somebody to run the subcommittees. Um, it, Ward captains. It is all Everyone. just as important mm-hmm. as as the next. There's no one job less important. And no. honestly, the gratification you get from, from reaching those goals, yeah, it's worth every sleepless night, mm-hmm. every... Uh, you know, tireless trip, every handshake, 
every, oh God, can I go home now? No, you can't. You got one more stop to make. Yep. Yep. But when you look back at it, can you honestly be proud of your life? Well, I'm proud of everything we've accomplished. I mean, oh even, even go back to that first video it's where, a, where you were. It's a huge highlight of my life. Yeah. The video where you were talking to the Augusta County uh, Board of Supervisors. I remember, I remember watching that online. Now mm-hmm. I knew you by reputation at that point. I yeah. didn't know. I had never met you before in my life. <laughs> I knew you because of a fr- another friend. Yeah. And I, I'd never thought that you and I would become as close friends as we sure. are. And then when you and I had that uh, meeting at our at our mutual friend's house that one night with Danny, <laughs> when we get Shanghai, exactly. <laughs> you know, again, I was like, okay, now I've met you yeah. in person. Okay, again, still like, okay, he's a great, he's a great guy. I like him. No big deal. Whatever, right? Yep. But then when we got paired together on the grand jury, yeah, it was just like, okay, okay, God, look, I, I got the idea. <laughs> you have, I, you, you, you. I'm supposed to get to know this guy for some reason. I don't know why, but but it seemed like everything <laughs> fell into place. Yeah, but it took both of us getting out of our comfort zones. Yeah. And doing really? what we've never done before. Really? And people like John Henry go get that job, get out of your <laughs> comfort zone, get that job. Yeah. But you've got to you gotta do it. But, but yeah. yeah, you're right. When I go to bed at night after a committee meeting, sure. after putting out signs at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like you and other people have done, yeah. it's like I'm tired, but man, I know I did something good for my country yeah. or for my city. Yeah. And, and until yeah. you try it, you'll never, I, you'll I was never talk, know it. Talking with our sheriff today, I was over in his office and we were kind of Catching up, it's been a couple of weeks since you know we've got to sit down and talk, and and uh, me and Sheriff Johnson were uh, uh, kind of talking about uh, the history of the office, mm-hmm. and you know he's trying to put together a thing uh, where it shows all the sheriffs of Waynesboro, city of Waynesboro, and I told him I said yeah I said that's that's a tradition in law enforcement. You know I can remember being a kid growing up when my dad was chief deputy back home. And um, they would put out like a calendar every year. And, mm-hmm. and I remember one of those calendars had pictures of all the sheriffs from our region. And I mean, it went back to like the eight, you know, earliest photographs. Mm-hmm. And then it was some of those old, uh, you know, pencil drawings. You know, oh, yeah. that's how yeah. old it was. You know, those ancient, they, when they did before photographs, you know, and, and it's one of those things that tells such a history of honor, you know, uh, of taking that position. And I was like, absolutely, man, you need to you make sure you get that done. Um, and he just started talking about, it. he goes, you know, we worked hard to put in this position and I am, I have reached a goal. I'm not here to be the next delegate of this area. This is not a stepping stone. This is where I want to be. I want to be sheriff because he feels like he can do good. And I mean, mm-hmm. we worked hard to get him in that position yeah. and that election day from three o'clock in the morning, we're out putting out signs to work in the polls all day, to work in the polls when they close, to go into the registrar's office to get all the stuff, and then after that, going and cleaning up everything. 23 hours in a, a day long, long is day. a long day, yeah. you know? But when you get done at the end of the day and you've worked hard and, and the guy that you know is meant for that position, somebody who's in it for the right reasons, who's there for the people, who will change the history of generations to come, man, how can you... How, how how can you not want to be a part of that? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's intoxicating. Is <laughs> that is. that feeling something you'll never experience until you try? Yeah, you're standing out there in the rain like I was, handing out sample ballots. Yep. Then when when Chris showed up and we stood there and talked for a while, I, and I he was my guy. Yeah, you know I I like both candidates, but Chris was my guy. Yeah, same here. And you know, but to see him win, it's just like okay, all that work we did. Yeah, the cold shivering in the rain. Yeah. It paid off. Well, you know, you talked about how it seemed like our paths were crossing nonstop, mm-hmm. you know, before we really got to know each other. Yep. See, that's something about me and Chris. There's a reason why I came to Waynesboro. There's a reason why I live here now. 
And, you know, everything, there's a path laid out for you. You just don't always see that path. Right. Believe it or not, years ago, I mean, back in the middle 90s, 1995, I met a guy by the name of Dave Huff, who to this day is as brother as blood can be. Mm -hmm. I don't see him but once every three or four years because he lives in Oregon. Right. Um, Him and his wife and his three boys moved out there to be closer to her family when they moved out there. Um, and he's been gone quite a while now. We talk on the phone. We talk through, you know, social media. Um, but I don't see him that often. But we were as, he was my right-hand man back in those days. Um, he's Chris Johnson's, Sheriff Chris Johnson's uncle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his sister is Chris's mom. That's cool. You know, and this was before I even had an inkling anything about Waynesboro, Virginia. Mm-hmm. It just shows there's a path laid out for everybody. And sometimes you kind of question if you should step out on that path. Listen, if you're, li- if you're out there and you're listening to this and, and you're on the fence, hey, man, you know, take that step. If you feel led to do it, yeah. do it. And not, I'm, I'm going to get biblical just for a quick second. All right. Okay. In the Bible. I didn't mean that to sound so exasperated. No, no you no, go right ahead. Oh, thank you. No, but <laughs> in the Bible, God tells Abraham. We all know Abraham is the father of the nation of Israel. Yes. You know, he told Abraham to leave where he was at yes. and to go to Ur, which was an unknown Chaldean country region or whatever, right? And, and Abraham, he had no idea it was over there. Yeah. But in faith, he did that because yep. the Lord told him to go to it. He did it. Yeah. Lord blessed him. And that's how I look at things is when you feel led, mm-hmm. okay, to go do something, go do it. Do it. Do it. Put, just put your all into it. And you know what? If you fail, you learn a lesson in life. Yeah. That's correct. You know, um, maybe that wasn't the, maybe that wasn't the, I won't say it's not the right step, but it's maybe not be the, it might not take you in the direction you thought it was going to, mm-hmm. but it's still the, it's still the right direction. But is it really a failure? No, it's not. I mean, maybe, no. maybe it's failure to you in the sense that you didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> but if you come out of that situation See, that, better than before. Back to the Kid Rock thing. I don't care. And it goes back True. to a conversation. You you made a smart aleck comment to me one night. Okay. And, well, you didn't mean it as a smart aleck comment, but I took it as one. Okay. Because we were talking about uh, running for office. Uh-huh. And you made a comment about running me running for governor. Oh, I've made that comment a few times. Yeah, yeah. well, I know you have, but <laughs> I still think you're nuts. But, um, you know, I, I said the difference between me and everybody else is, you know, everybody's got skeletons in their closet and mm-hmm. they try to hide them so that woke community don't come out and try to cancel you out. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about the woke community. Them skeletons in my closet, if somebody wants to see them, hell, I'll parade them jokers out in front <laughs> of everybody. Yep. I'm not ashamed of any of them. Some of them are failures. Some of them are successes. And I get to judge which one is, you know, which is a failure and which is a success. Not anybody else. Right. Because whatever that was, be it failure, be it success, it taught me a lesson in life that brought me to where I'm at today. So is it really a failure? It is never a failure if you learn the lesson. That's now, right. there's a lot of people who had those failures that didn't learn their lesson. Yep. But I feel we, we like. We have a local activist that continues to do that. <laughs> ain't that the gospel. <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. So if you learn from those failures, then own them. Yeah. And don't give a crap about the, the woke society trying to cancel anybody mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, they're all successes, even though you felt like they were a failure at that particular moment. Yeah. Wow, that was deep. That, I can't get any better than that. Let's just end right now. Okay, philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> we got Plato, we got Aristotle, and we got the Jim Wood. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a failure in itself. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to prop you up here. I know you are. I, you know how I am. I can't. Yeah.
Good leaders take all the blame, none of the credit. I'll take the credit for this one then. All right, then. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight today, tonight, whenever we're in your ear, in your house, in your car. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And, you know, thank you to the Skyline Church folks. And, and forgive me for, for losing the point that I was going to make earlier tonight. So we just go off the rails so often, just like now. Yeah, just make sure you think about the uh, the point you're trying to make and for next podcast. I need, a, I need a tablet. I need to write it down in front of me. Yep. Oh, well, that's what getting the old will do to you. Everybody, thank you very much for tuning in with us. Don't forget to hit that. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob, for listening. (laughs) Good to see you again. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, the the libertyroom.com, that's where you go to share the link to all your favorite podcast providers and get the word out about the Liberty Room. Also, Wednesdays with Jim, that's right, the live conversation uh, simulcast now. Ooh, simulcast. <laughs> Every Wednesday night, you can go to thejimwood.com and get those links to get you to the simulcast that goes out equally to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, the evil Twitter, mm-hmm. and Twitch. So make sure you can you can uh, access uh, the the Wednesday night weekly conversation show where you get to be part of the conversation. Every Wednesday night, eight o'clock. TheJimWood.com is the website for that, for everything The Jim Wood and everything The Liberty Room is always at TheLibertyRoom.com. You got any last words, Dwight? I do not, except that I'm pulling, putting the music up right now. You're pulling the music up? Yeah. I guess that means we're done. I like to hear the music. You're like, yeah. You, just, you, you got a crush on the drummer, don't you? I do. He's fantastic. Why, yes, I uh, am. Oh, it's you? How about that? Oh, cool. Everybody have a blessed week.